I want you to turn to Luke chapter 10. I may have told you that already. If not, I apologize. Luke chapter 10. Our uh, Sunday school teacher, Tim Buckles, on vacation, and he called me last week and asked me to fill in for him Sunday. And I shared this with the Sunday school class, and I told him, I told him Sunday, I said, I'm probably going to preach this. And I didn't know it was going to be this quick, but I, I told him, I said, I'm going to preach this because uh, just how the Lord, um, just so thankful how he just brings things together. And uh, I've been gleaning off this and, and uh, hope that uh, you'll, you'll get something out of it tonight as well. Verses uh, one through three will be our text verse tonight. Luke chapter 10, verses one through three. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also. And sent them two and two before his face into every city and place, whether he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Can't every employer say that right now? <laughs> the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into the harvest. And here's, here's what we want to center in on. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Lambs among wolves. Uh, this, this account's also found in Matthew chapter 10. It's when Jesus sending out his disciples, sending out the 70, giving them instructions on what they're supposed to do. And, and I, I, again, I want to remind you, he was letting them know that they are going to face some wolves out in the world. Now we have to understand what, who and what the wolves are. Wolves are mentioned all throughout scripture, especially in the New Testament. But one of the main focuses of wolves in the New Testament is false teachers, false prophets, those that would deceive. How many of you know that there are false prophets out there? There are prophets, there are preachers for, for hire and preachers for money. Uh, but, uh, but there are, you know, the shepherd is what God has called us to do. And that's what we should be. But, uh, there are false prophets out there that will deceive and will, uh, try to get people to turn from what God has for them. So he was giving them warning and, uh, he was telling them, I'm sending you out. There's going to be wolves out there and I'm sending you out as lambs among wolves. Now on the surface, as I told the Sunday school class this Sunday on the surface, this sounds like it's a hopeless case for the lambs. I mean, really, when you think about sending lambs to wolves, that usually means an easy dinner for the wolves, right? Lambs, uh, we'll describe them a little bit later to you, but notice he didn't say sheep, he said lambs. And there is a difference. He said, I'm sending you out as a new, newly born lamb among wolves. It seemed on the surface that this is a hopeless scenario. But as we look into this a little bit more, I think we're gonna find that what Jesus was saying wasn't negative at all. In fact, it was positive. Because if we look at lambs a little bit deeper and look at what God has blessed them to be able to have, God has given us everything we need to go out into the world in which we live and be lambs among wolves. How many of you know that, uh, of course, we have to be totally dependent on God. God, when we are saved, we're not called just to sit in a pew and be a pew filler. We're called, as we've been teaching these young people this week, we are called to be a branch. And the number one responsibility of a branch is to bear fruit 
and to produce fruit. And any, the fruit of a Christian is another Christian. So God has called us and intended us to go out into the world and to serve him. And when we serve him, we have to beware. Every day of our lives, we're gonna meet people that don't like us. That it's not that they don't like us necessarily, it's fact they don't like the Lord, they don't love God, they are against us. And so we're gonna meet some, we're gonna be some hesitation. I'm sure every person, I'm sure Jamie has visited more than 370 people this year. But what she's telling us is, even though I visit way more than 370, not all 370, excuse me, not all those people come to Christ. Only 370 of the total she's visited has come to Christ. Why? Because she meets resistance. She meets people that don't want to serve God. And folks, you're going to meet people in this world, especially in this day right now. This, this message probably is more applicable today than it's ever have been. Why? Because people are angry. They're mad. And you know what? They're not mad at the Republicans. They're not mad at the Democrats. You know what we're seeing right now is pure evil straight out of hell. That's what we're seeing. And if you stand for God, I don't care who you are, people are, they're just not gonna not like you. They are gonna hate you. They are gonna despise you. And Jesus warned the disciples and he warns us today. We're going out there as lambs among wolves. But may I remind you, God's given us a promise. Thank God. I don't wanna get ahead of myself, but I'm so thankful I am his lamb and he takes care of me. Hallelujah. Let's look at this really quickly tonight. First of all, I want you to notice the lambs walk, the lambs walk. I didn't realize this, but lambs can walk just minutes after they are born, even though they are dependent upon their mothers for at least four to six weeks, uh, four to six months rather of their lives, they are walking almost immediately after they are born. That tells us tonight, folks, as a child of God, when we are newborn lambs into the family of God, God has given us a promise that we can stand and we can walk in righteousness. Amen, aren't you thankful that when we are saved, we are saved immediately. We begin a new walk. The Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. It didn't say it didn't take a while for it to happen. No, I believe when the Holy Spirit Spirit comes into your life, you are changed immediately and you're into a brand new family and you begin a brand new walk. Aren't you thankful for the day that thank God you were saved and you began a new walk in Christ? Amen. A new walk. Notice this about their walk. The, the lambs will never go where the shepherd hasn't already been. <laughs> Oh, that's good. I'm gonna run over that speed bump one more time. The lambs will never walk where the shepherd hasn't already been. What I'm trying to tell you is, they thank God if we're a lamb and we have a shepherd, the shepherd will lead us and he will guide us and he may take us to places that we, we may have never experienced before, but I guarantee one thing, the shepherd has already walked that path. He's already been there. He knows exactly where the cliffs are. He knows where the ledges are and he will not lead us into a place where he won't always be looking out for us and protecting us. Thank God, I'm glad that when I'm walking as a lamb, I'm walking with the shepherd. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Notice this as well about their walk. Lambs are born with scent glands, not only in front of their eyes, but on their feet, on their hooves. You say, why would you do that? Why would they have that? Why would God make them that way? 
because the hooves of lambs secrete a, uh, a, an oil, a thick oil, and that oil is scented. And so what that does is it marks them and identifies them. What I'm trying to tell you is the mother knows who, their, who the lambs are, who her lambs are by the way they smell and they're easily identifiable. What I'm trying to tell you is tonight, folks, thank God, Jesus knows who we are. He knows the lambs. <laughs> Woo, he says, I know my sheep and the sheep know my voice. The sheep know the shepherd and thank God the shepherd knows who the sheep are. We should be easily identifiable. Thank God, why? Because uh, thank God we're walking with the shepherd. Amen. But on the contrary, I want you to notice this. Veterinarians always recommend that the shepherd or, or those that are taking care of the lambs closely tend to them on a regular basis, the hooves, because their hooves can become dirty and can become infected. And if they become dirty and infected, then that means they aren't able to, uh, to smell properly and they can get off track and sidetrack. What's this trying to tell us tonight, folks? Keep your feet clean. <laughs> Keep yourself clean. Keep yourself from a marred testimony. Boy, it's important, folks, that when we walk, that we, that we walk correctly. Anybody can talk a good testimony, but really, your talk doesn't mean anything to me. I want to see how you walk when you leave this place. I want to see how you walk at work. I want to see how you walk among your friends. Anybody can talk a good testimony, but I'd rather see you walk a good testimony because that your actions will speak a lot louder than what Aren't you glad tonight that when we walk in righteousness, thank God he's made us a way and prepared us a way that we can walk in righteousness. Hallelujah. And walk in truth. Notice their walk. Secondly, notice the lamb's watch. The watch. Lambs are born with rectangular pupils. And the way that God has made them is their eyes are on the side of their head and they have rectangular pupils. So the lambs could see anywhere between 280 and 360 degrees. You say, why would God make them that way? Because lambs aren't predators. Lambs are prey. And they need extra protection. They need extra methods in order to watch out for the wolves that are around them. And so God made them with rectangular pupils that they could see all around them. <laughs> Humans can only see 150 degrees. But aren't you thankful that we don't have to have 360 degree vision to know that we're protected? Why? Because the Bible says in the book of Psalms that the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and keep him. But, but this is telling us as a lamb, we need to always watch out for, for the deceivers that are around us. And you make sure you watch out. How do we watch? How do we know the deceivers are coming for and the wolves are coming for us? I'll tell you how. God has given us a wonderful thing when we are saved. It's called the Holy Spirit. And I believe with all of my heart, I was taught in an early age from my old pastor, Brother Delbert Evans. He taught every one of us young preachers and I believe it's good for Christians as well. We need to pray for the discernment of the Holy Spirit. You say, what's discernment? I'll tell you what discernment is, is when you meet somebody out of Walmart or you meet somebody even in the church house and, and they begin to speak to you and all of a sudden you feel something sick in the bottom of your stomach. You know what God's telling you? Stay away from them. He said, well, why would I stay away from them? You don't have to know the reason. God says, just stay away. And you say, Brian, how do I know for sure? I always say, there, there's the answer. When in doubt, don't. 
<laughs> God may reveal it to you and he may not reveal it to you. But the, I've, learned, I've learned from our pastor who's been a great teacher to me and he's been a great teacher to us, but I've learned to trust my gut over these last few years. And I've learned when something don't feel right and God says, don't go this way. You know what that is? That's the Holy Spirit protecting me and watching out for me. Now, I wish I could say I've obeyed the Holy Spirit and I've obeyed that discernment 100% of the time, but I haven't. Guess what's happened? I got myself into a mess and here I am saying, Lord, help me out of this ditch. I'm thankful he does, but listen, if I would have listened to the Holy Spirit at the beginning, I wouldn't have got in that mess. And some of you could say, amen, you've been there. But I'm glad he's given us a watch called the Holy Spirit. Thirdly, notice the lamb's war, the war. Remember he said, you're going out as lambs among wolves. Did you know lambs, again, as I said before, are not predators, they are prey. And lambs will receive injuries, but they will offer no injuries. But offer no injuries, they will receive them, but not offer them. And he tells us the lamb is sent out among the wolves. And there's the problem we have. When we read this on the surface, it almost seems like God is sending us out on a hopeless, defenseless mission with no help and no hope and we'll be swallowed up. But there's one thing you might not be thinking of. There's something that the lambs have that the wolves don't have and he's called a shepherd. (laughs) Oh, thank God. (laughs) That's shouting ground right there. You missed a great place to shout. Amen, what the wolves don't have, but what the lambs have is a shepherd. A shepherd, thank God, that knows each lamb by name. He will care for them. He will protect them. He will build a place around them where they can be sheltered. And guess what he'll do? He'll light the entrance of that sheepfold and he'll protect the sheep, anyone from coming in and anyone from going out. I'm glad I've got a shepherd tonight that I don't have to fight. As a lamb, I don't have to fight my battle. I just just let the shepherd fight for me. Thank the Lord. That's a whole other message and we can go off on how the shepherd takes care of us, but I won't, I won't do that. The shepherd watches out and defends the lambs and he's greater than the wolf. Isaiah 40 verse 11 says, he shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. John 10, 12 says, but he that is a hireling and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catches them and scattereth the sheep. What was he telling us in John? He said there are those out there that are hirelings that are only in it for one reason, that's to make money. And when the wolf comes, they will run away. Aren't you glad we've got a shepherd that stays right there, that defends us, that we can stand our ground and those sheep can lay down with perfect peace at night knowing that God has got it in control. Praise God for that. Praise God for that. Last couple of weeks, I've been dealing with my own inner struggles and uh, just some things that I've been praying about and, and, and been overwhelmed about myself and, uh, and then coupled with everything that's been going with my mom and, and so just, uh, just been kind of overwhelmed and, and in my spirit and, and I came to the altar Sunday night and uh, I, you know how sometimes we preach messages and sometimes I got to turn that message around and preach it right to me. And, and I know what I need to do, 
tag on if I don't do it. <laughs> I feel like Paul, the things I do, I don't, the things I don't, I do, you know, that's what I feel. And so here I am, and I know what to do, Lisa, I just, I just got to give it to God. But I'm like, you know, this, this is something so small. I can handle it myself. Well, Steve, guess what? I can't. I can't. I'm just a lamb. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. So I just had to come. I just had to unload it on God. And hallelujah. I had the best night's sleep I've ever had on Sunday night. And woke up, you know, the war's still going on. The wolves are out there and everything going on this week. And it's been overwhelming. But you know what? I've got perfect peace. Vince, why? Because I let the shepherd fight for me. Don't have to worry about fighting those battles. God will fight them for us. Aren't you thankful for that? Amen. C.H. Spurgeon, it's a preacher of old that we quote so often. He said this about this passage. The mission of the sheep to wolves is a hopeful one. Since we see in the natural world that the sheep, though feeble, outnumber the wolves who are so fierce. The day will come when persecutors will be as scarce as wolves and the saints as numerous as sheep. Always remember, even though there are wolves, the sheep far outnumber the wolves. <laughs> Amen. Thank God. And one day we'll be separated away from the wolf. So we see the walk, the, the watch, the war. Finally notice the warship. The warship. Garrett Fitch, you got a two minute warning for an invitation song, brother. The warship. The warship. Our pastor has... Uh, so eloquently described to you in years past and sermons past about the shepherd, about how sheep cross, cross the stream and how the shepherd leads them across the stream. Psalm 23 tells us that he leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. Of course, David talking about himself as a sheep and a lamb and how the shepherd will lead him. And what shepherd... What shepherds do is sheep are afraid of running water. They're afraid of swift water and they will not drink swift water. So what they'll do, the shepherd will walk up and down the stream and try to find a pool of water that is calm. That way the sheep can get nourishment out of that. But if not, then they'll actually, I read, well, they'll actually make dams in the stream and just make their own pools of water. That way the sheep can get that water that is calm and clean and still so that they can get a good drink of water and get rested up. They can hold a lot of water. They got, they got actually one stomach, but it's got four chambers, so they can hold a lot of water. And they get that nourishment that they need. But sometimes there comes along the pathway a running stream, a running water, and they've got to get across. Try his best. He may be able to dam up the water a little bit, but they still got to cross that stream. And the little lambs are very scared. They're not able to cross that stream by themselves, they think. But the shepherd knows what to do. Guess what the shepherd does? The shepherd always leads the way. And he goes across the river to the other side. <laughs> and as the shepherd crosses the river and goes to the other side, he turns around. Remember our pastor talking about the, the, the wadding and, and the smell of the shepherd? There's, shepherds have a certain smell and a certain perfume. And so he has a wadding in his hand and so those sheep can follow that scent. Remember, they have a really strong sense of smell. So they can follow that scent of the shepherd. And what happens is the, the old veterans, 
sheep, the rams and the ewes that have been around for a long time, that have been leading the flock. They know the shepherd's on the other side. So they'll just jump right in the river and they'll walk across safely to the other side. And as the old veterans pass away and pass along the river and make it to the other side, over to the shepherd, one by one, the sheep will follow in behind all those that led the way before them. And the little lambs will be the last ones and they will cross to the other side. You say, Brian, where does the worship come in? I'm so glad you asked. It's been noted that when the little lambs, not the sheep, but when lambs get over to the other side and they make it safely to the other side, that they'll start what they call gambling. Not cards, not slot machines, but that's what's called, it's called gamble, G-A-M-B-O-L. And what that literally means is those little lambs will begin to jump, they'll begin to rejoice, they'll begin to jump with joy and leap because they've made it safely to the other side. If you haven't caught on, let me rewind and go over that one more time. Thank God we had a shepherd that crossed the river a long time ago and hallelujah, way ahead of us has been the saints of old, the old veterans that have crossed the river and followed the shepherd and one by one, every day of our lives, we see the sheep going across the other side of the river and one day as a little lamb, I'll walk across the other side and when I get there safely guess what I'm going to do I want to jump up and down and rejoice because I've made it to the other side glory to God thank the Lord hallelujah and they say that when these little lambs get across the other side they start jumping but what they'll do is they'll gather around the shepherd and they'll begin to jump around the shepherd as if to thank the shepherd for getting them safely to the other side. I'm telling you, this is good. Somebody ought to shout right there. Guess what? I'm thankful for the streets of gold. I'm thankful for the gates of pearl. I'm thankful that I'm gonna have a brand new body. But the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna be like a little lamb. I'm gonna run to his feet and I'm gonna thank him for bringing me safely. I'm gonna thank him for being my shepherd and I'm gonna thank him for being my savior, my guide, my fortress, my healer, my deliverer. Aren't you glad tonight we've got a promise to go to heaven? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Garrett, come on and come. The songwriter put it this way. When I come to the river at the ending of day and when the last winds of sorrow have blown, there'll be somebody waiting to show me the way. I won't have to cross Jordan alone. I won't have to cross Jordan alone. Jesus died all my sins to atone. And when the darkness I see, he'll be waiting for me. And I won't have to cross Jordan alone. Thankful for that peace that we have because I'm just a lamb. I'm out among wolves. But I've got hope tonight because I've got a shepherd.